Amen. So all we got to do is just stand. Stand in faith, stand in trust, and not grow weary in well-doing. And not just on a Sunday, and not just on a Wednesday, but every day. But just turn with me here to, to Micah, verse, I mean, chapter 6, and verse 3. Now, this is a prophecy to the people. The Lord's speaking to them through the prophet Micah. And he says, O oh, my people... What have I done to you? And how have I wearied you? Testify against me. For I bought you up from the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of bondage. And I set before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O oh, my people, remember now that what ba uh, Balak, king of Moab, counseled, and what Balaam, the son of Beor, answered him, from Acacia Grove to Gilgal, that you may know the righteousness of the Lord. So the Lord, God, is, is challenging them. He's saying, testify against me. Where have, I, where have I wearied you? What have I done to you? To cause you to backslide, to cause you to complain and moan and... And, and, and wine. What have I done to you? And then he begins to talk about what awesome things that he's done for them. How he led them up out of the land of Egypt. And how he gave them Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. And how also, how, how he, um, how Balaam answered Balak. And I'm going to just, I want you to see this. Let's see how. Balaam answered, Balak. Out of here, Numbers chapter 24 and verse 5. It says, how lovely are your tents, O Jacob. This is the answer because, remember, King Balak basically wanted him to curse the Israelites, the, those who just came out of Egypt. He saw the, the great numbers, and he's, he was in fear. And he's like, so he calls Balaam and says, you, you, need, to, you need to curse them. But this is what comes out instead. How lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your dwellings, O Israel, like valleys that stretch out like gardens by the riverside, like uh, um, aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. He shall pour water from his buckets, and his seed shall be in many waters. His king shall be higher than Agag. And... His kingdom shall be exalted. God brings him out of Egypt. He has strength. Um, he ha yeah, he has strength like a wild ox. He, has he shall consume the nations, his enemies. He shall break their bones and pierce with his arrow. He bows down. He lies down as a lion. And as a lion, who shall rouse him? Blessed is he who blesses you. And cursed is he who curses you. Then Balak's anger was aroused against Balaam, and he struck his hands together. And Balak said to Balaam, I called you to curse my enemies. And look, you have bountifully blessed the, the, them these three times. Now therefore, 
flee to your place. I said I would greatly honor you, but in fact, the Lord has kept you back from honor. So Balaam said to Balak, Did I not also speak to your messengers, whom you sent to me, saying if, um, saying if Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord to do good or bad of my own will? What the Lord says, that I must speak. So what the Lord says, that must I speak. So that was the answer. This is what the Lord was saying when he, when he said this uh, to, to the Israelites. He was reminding them. He's reminding Israel. His goodness. He's reminding Israel the blessing that he's pronounced, that even that he pronounced through Balaam's mouth. He's reminding them. And then this is this is what the you know Micah continues to prophesy here. It says, With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves? A year old, will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy? Now listen to this, and to walk humbly with your God. And to walk humbly with your God. It's not about thinking about everything that you can do for the Lord to kind of gain anything, any kind of favor. All he's desiring is that you walk justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before the Lord. When I look at walking humbly before the Lord, you humble yourself when you come before Him. In that time of fellowship, in that time of intimacy, there is a humbling of our heart that we allow the Spirit of God to bring forth. This morning was that took place at the altar. Many came forward to receive of the Father. To receive a Father's love, you got to humble your heart. But what I wanted to say is, don't grow weary in well-doing. Know that that our Heavenly Father will take care of you, that He will walk with you. And He'll carry you through every troubled time that you may face. He never said the moment that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior that it's going to be all roses from here on out. Matter of fact, Jesus said, the world will hate you because of me. And there will be times of trouble. But listen, he will deliver you out of them all. As long as you keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, as long as we keep our eyes fixed and focused on the King of kings and the Lord of lords, we're going to be all right. We'll be just okay. And as long as we walk humbly before the Lord, we're going to have times of refreshing. We're going to be blessed This morning was a time of refreshing that many of you received with the joy of the Lord. 
And because you received time of refreshing, because you received the joy, because you received the touch of God, now there's strength to carry on with what he's called you to. He's strengthening you. Say, he's strengthening me. Why? Because uh, you're a carrier of the joy of the Lord. You have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. There is liberty. What? Liberty to live by the Spirit. There's liberty because the Spirit of God is with you. There's liberty to live this Word out. You can't live the Word of God in your own strength, your own might. You can't live it out in your own flesh. What do you think what the, the, the law was all about? They were all trying to fulfill it. Oh, I can do it. But all it did was fed pride in man that he could do it. All the law was, was to show that man couldn't do it. The law was put there to show man that they were weak. Because of the weakness of their flesh, they couldn't fulfill it. That's why Jesus had to come and fulfill the law. So that we could receive the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. To be the men, the women of God that he's called us to be. So we're to do justly, to love mercy. Wow. Mercy. We need to show mercy. If you desire mercy, then you show mercy. We want to continue to show mercy before man. We want to be merciful. People, they blow it over and over. How many times have you blown it with the Lord? And he has constantly had to show us mercy. He wants to show us mercy. But he also, if he's going to show us mercy, he wants us to be merciful. He said, be merciful for I'm merciful. Amen. Now, we understand it doesn't mean we just let people do whatever they want to do. We we still got to speak truth in love. Amen. But we're still to show that mercy. And do justly. Do what is right in the sight of God. Well, what's right? His word. His truth. And it's well written in his word exactly what is just and what is right. The thing is, is the word of God is the foundation for for righteousness and for justice to prevail in a nation. That's why it's important that men and women of God stand up and be bold with the gospel, with the truth, and and get out there. Just I'm, I, I, that's why I love what Pastor Ronnie's doing with the stand twenty. It's like we're making a stand for righteousness, for the word of God, for the truth of God, and for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the gathering of the church. That we're not backing down. Doesn't matter what kind of pressures, what kind of things are going on. We're standing. We're making a stand for the body of Christ. Not just in the nation alone, but for the world. To empower the rest of the body of Christ throughout the world. Because we know that this thing has gone so much deeper than just this nation alone. It's a world problem.
amen? Not amen to the, this world problem, but amen that God is good and he is an overcome. So all the Lord's looking for from us is to do justly, do justice, justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with our God. We've got to humble ourselves before Him. He can't deal with pride in our hearts. In other words, He, he deals with it, but he, in other words, he, don't, he doesn't allow that. He doesn't want that in your heart. And he, he will. He's going to deal with it. And he's going to convict you. When you continue to allow pride. To stay. And pride comes in many different forms. It's very deceptive. And that's why it's important that we stand before the Lord and say, God, if there be any pride in my heart pull it out I give my heart to you amen because we want to walk humbly before the Lord you can't walk humbly and still be full of pride that just doesn't work because it's complete it's the opposite of <laughs> they're opposite of each other And I believe that the world kind of has this idea of, of being humble that is not God's idea of humble. They think those that walk humbly are just kind of weak and you just get to run over the top of them. That's not the same type of humility. It's, it's a humility before the Lord. That's what he's really wanting. There's this, this thing that I can do nothing of myself. I need you, God, with everything. And I humble myself. I, I'm, I can't do it myself. You are my strength. You are my ability. And when we try to do it ourselves, that's when we keep falling on our lips over and over again. That's why people get weary. That's why people will tend to get frustrated. Listen to this. We're going to go right back up here to the beginning of, of Micah 6.3. It says, Oh, my people, what have I done to you, and how have I wearied you? Testify against me. So prove your try to testify against me because you're going to fail. But that, he says, But where have I wearied you? But you see some believers, they, they, we, we almost, some ask, act like, like man, he's just, this is just so wearisome. Living for the Lord is not wearisome. It's freedom and it's joy. But then the way sometimes we talk, you think it's the other way around. Really what he was doing is saying, you need to look at your own heart. You need to look at yourself. And how have I wearied you? Do not grow weary in well-doing. Now, you will become weary in doing it yourself. You need Him. You need the Spirit of God. 
You need the fire of God. You need the Holy Ghost. That's why, that's why Jesus <laughs> that's, <laughs> came to baptize us in the Holy Ghost and fire. Why? So that we could be witnesses, doers of his word and not just hearers only. So he wants us to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you do not lose heart. Now, we have quite a few in here that have been, you've believed, you know, you've been a Christian for quite a few years. And there's some things in your life that you're like, man, I know that these promises are for me. And there is times in your life where you've even kind of got a little weary because you're like, man, God, I haven't seen this promise and I know this is mine. But in order to receive these promises, we have to do it his way. And what God wants to do is open your eyes to some areas and my eyes to some areas to where we recognize, okay, this is where I've, I see where I've tried to do this all by myself and all by my own strength. The reason why I'm bringing this message out, and, and I know it's a little, thank God for the joy, amen, <laughs> is because he's called us to be a strong church. Walking in the authority and power, but if there's areas and gaps in your own life that you recognize, that boldness that you would normally have just isn't there. Whether it's a little bit of lack of trust in God, but it's not a trust issue that God won't do it because God will. He's not a liar like men. He fulfills his word. He fulfills his truth. So on his end, he will complete it. He will do it. But on your end, it requires you humbling your heart. And saying, however you want to do it, Lord, I will do it. Even if it hurts. And it only hurts pride it's really just hurts the pride and so we need to allow that word to go in and cut that pride out destroy it bring it down whatever it takes and like we said pride comes in many different forms pride can come into a like a Sometimes when you think of prideful people, you only think of the people who walk in through the door with like puffed up like a peacock and think they're all that in a bag of Doritos. That's not always pride. Pride can come even in, in the packages of being shy and quiet and, 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 and stubborn. Yeah. 
It comes in many different ways, but that's the very thing that's blocking you from walking in the, the goodness of God, the, the blessing of the Lord. And yet you go, I got a call. I got the fire of God burning in me. I know. But we have to humble ourselves. God, however you want to do it. Well, if they, if they would just, you know, if these people or that, uh, those individuals or if that minister would recognize me or this person would recognize me or, or, or this or that, no. The only one you want really recognizing you is the Lord. Because yes. yes. he says, if you humble yourself, he says, then I will lift you up. This is what's going to help us to stand in these last days. As far as us in this house, it's not going to be and another one bites the dust and another one and another one. Not at all. No, it's another one walking in victory and another one and another one and another one. Another one living in, in his authority that God has given him, walking in the authority of heaven with the keys of the kingdom because you have a revelation of, of what it means to operate as he intended you as a believer to operate. Not cowering in fear. Well, let's, let's read this, starting from verse 6 now out of Galatians. You know, when we read this, you know, sometimes we, we use that for offering teaching or, or whatever, you know, that it would be a blessing to those who teach you, uh, minister to you, and, and, and it's true. But we're going to go and dig into it a little bit more. It says, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches, Right? Do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So it's pretty simple. If we want to reap that everlasting life, we just sow to the Spirit. If you want that abundance, you want that blessing, you want to see the promises of God coming to pass in your life, then so do the Spirit. For God is Spirit, and he who comes to Him, you know, must come to Him in spirit and in truth, must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Well, worship isn't just, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. To worship you. No, worship, living the way we live. It's not that we just, oh, hold on, I got to get in the spirit. All right. 
and then you walk through the doors and worship God because now you're in the spirit. Listen, when you were born again, the spirit recreated your, your spirit, man, made it alive. You're in the spirit. And that is spirit in you, that born again spirit is what is to dictate and lead you and guide you. The Holy Spirit uses the agency of your spirit and communicates to your spirit what is right and what you need to do. And that's what needs to control instead of this meathead. Because if you keep bound up in the meathead, the carnal mind, it's an enmity against God. The meathead has to be renewed by the Spirit of God through His Word. And so as we do this, then we gain that access and living by His Spirit. So, And as we're sowing to it, we're reaping everlasting life. So let's not be deceived, for what we sow is what we reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Remember, he talked about do justly and love mercy. And especially to those who are in the household of faith. Now turn, turn to me to Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Because we're talking about about not growing weary in well-doing. Now, you're going to face things. You're going to face giants in the land. You're going to face uh, uh, turbulence through life. You're going to face uh, trials and testings of your faith. You're going to face all kinds of things, and that's where many fall. That's where many lose heart. That's where many, and mainly because they, they haven't maintained a healthy relationship with the Word of God. So they didn't have the strength to stand. So after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, my assistant, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the, ri the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Well, this is, this is, this is God's heart. He hasn't made his home in, in Joshua. 
this time. He hasn't, blood of Jesus hasn't been shed yet to cleanse him of all unrighteousness. Now, I know he, he dwelt in the house of the Lord. He, he dwelt in the tabernacle. He experienced some awesome things of, of, of the Lord. But he hadn't come to this, what we have today. And here the Lord is saying, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. We've heard this before. We've heard this before. Jesus will not leave us nor forsake us. Our Heavenly Father, matter of fact, He said, we'll come and make our home on our abode on the inside of you. If you believe in me, if you believe in the cross, if you believe in what I'm about to do and what she's already done. Amen? So every, the, so every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given to you as I said to Moses from the wilderness and to this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong. Say that with me. Be strong. And of good courage. Good courage. Come on, say that with me. Good courage. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Well, growing weary is definitely not good courage. So we're to be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong. Say, be strong. Be strong. And very courageous. Say, courageous. courageous. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. So we're to observe to do all the law, to do the word. To be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. So how do we want to see the goodness of God in the land of the living? To not turn from the word of God from, to the right hand or to the left hand. But to stay smack dab in his will. Well, what is his perfect will? It's his word. It's his written word, which is the start, but then his spoken word. Amen? That you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. So you're to continue to speak the word. And you're to meditate in it day and night. It means to mutter. It means to just talk it over, to mull over it. That's what's in the forefront of your heart and of your mind. This is how you're going to prosper. This is how each and every single one of us is going to see what the Lord has promised us. Do not grow weary in well-doing, but take courage. Do not fear. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do 
according to all that is written in it. So not only you're speaking it, not only you're meditating in it day and night, now you're to observe it, to do it. You're watching over his word to, to, to see it happen in your life. Amen? So, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Don't be let down. Don't feel, ah. Oh. He's with you. When you face opposition, you stand. Whenever you've done all to stand, you stand therefore. And see the promises through. What he has promised you. If there needs to be some humility, if there's been pride that has stood in the way, then let there be humility. Open your heart and say, God, humble me. God, I, I, I thank you that I have a heart of humility, that you've given it to me by your spirit. I receive it right now. And pride is rooted out. I want nothing to do with pride. And just begin to talk with him. And let him do the surgery in your heart that needs to be done so that you can rise up in that blessing what he has promised you he has promised it to you we'll close here with psalms and we're going to have communion as well after this but with psalms chapter 1 verse 1 it says blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly well obviously we're not going to be blessed if we're walking in the counsel of the ungodly that's why that's why we shouldn't even be forsaking the assembling of ourselves one to another. Assembling together needs to become more important than school, more important than work, more important than anything. I mean, here... Jesus, I remember how strong Jesus was. He said, they said, well, I, I got to first go uh, bury my father. Let the dead bury the dead. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty strong. He said, you got to put the Lord first. And there is an importance for us meeting together. Especially as the days grow darker. So what have you seen in the world today? It's gotten darker, hasn't it? So do you think we should be meeting more often. Amen. Amen. We need to be with the rest of the body of believers. Because we spur each other on towards love and good works. But if we're, you're not around, you're not being spurred on towards love and good works. You're doing your own thing. We're living selfishly. Selfishness. Selfishly. But we're to live, number one, for the Lord and Him to live through us. And we're able to serve one another. He's called us to serve each other. Well, if we're not coming together, 
then how are we serving each other? It's important that we meet together. Church means the assembling together. The body is us as a whole. And the body's throughout the world, but the church is the assembling. The only time that we can say the church has left the building is when we're actually going out and winning the lost. Amen. Amen. So do not forsake the assembling of ourselves one another. Why? Because what does the enemy do? He he's, goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So what does the roaring lion do? What does the lion do? Have you ever watched nature shows? As the lioness stalks its prey. <laughs> you know how the voice is quieter. And it brings out... Some kind of science about its eyes being able to see in the darkness, you know, something like that. With that soft voice, as if you're watching a golf game or something. <laughs> and then the music gets intense because the chase is on. And it catches the gazelle that's out of the pack. Or the, ba- the, the, the little baby. Water buffalo. The little baby water buffalo. Because that's what, that's what they do. The, the, the lion seeks whom he may devour. Well, we get babies that come into the church. They don't gain the understanding of the importance of meeting together. They get, they get cut off from the rest of the pack, and then they get devoured and chew, chewing up. That's why it's important that we understand that, that we meet together. Amen. Or maybe a prideful water buffalo decides it can take on the lion by itself. We don't forsake the assembling of ourselves one to another. There's many that don't even go to church because they don't think they have to go to church full of pride. I don't have to go to church to serve God or have a relationship with Him. Well, that's real dangerous because He's, you called the love, love the body. Where's your love? Well, you just, got, you just got cut off and the enemy is devouring your life. But the sad thing is they don't even recognize it because they're so full of pride that they, they're so spiritual. We need to pray for them. That the eyes of the understanding will be enlightened. We've got to pray for our, our, the babies. Amen? That they grow. And then we need to teach them too. We need to teach them. We will always struggle in life if we don't put first things first. Seek the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Or love the Lord. (laughs) I used seek. 
Obviously, you're going to seek that which you love. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. So as the church is made strong, then that's when the church can make the impact in the earth. When the church is walking in love and the deep love is flowing in, in the body, then great love will flow out there. They'll know us because of our love for one another. But we will not be blessed if we're walking with the counsel of the ungodly. Who don't know God. Nor stand in the path of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. First you were walking and then all of a sudden you find yourself standing. And then the third you find yourself sitting. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. So our delight is not in all these other things, but our delight is in the law of the Lord. Our heart desires the word of God, his truth. So the one whose heart desires the word, that's the one who's going to walk in the blessing. But not only desires it, but begins to operate in it and, and walk it out and live it out. And in his law he meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So you're going to be a tree, a healthy tree. Great healthy palms. Rustling through the wind. Whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. To say, whatever I, do, whatever I do shall prosper because my heart delights in the Word of God. The ungodly are not so. Hold on, I think I jumped ahead of myself there. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Do not grow weary in well-doing. You're going to bring forth the fruit in due season. It's coming. You receive it. You believe it. And whatever he does shall prosper. So whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So let's be righteous. Let's walk in his righteousness. Let's sow to his spirit. Let's sow to those things that are going to produce life. There's no other way. This is the way he designed it. This is the way he made it. And we just say, okay, yes, Lord, I'm doing this. I'm making the change. And you might be doing great in other areas concerning the word and his promises. You've seen it. You've been blessed. It's just like the faith is there. You're in relationship with him. But there's just other areas that you recognize like, man, I'm, I'm lacking in this. But it, it's tote the line in a sense. Grab a hold of his word and just stand on it and, and really believe it and take it in. You're going to prosper and you're going to see 
the blessing of God in your life concerning what you're believing for and, and, and the, that which he's called you to. Amen? To not allow weariness to come in, discouragement, to be dismayed, to cause you to... to he said, don't be dismayed. Yeah. Don't be discouraged. Don't be in fear. These are what the Lord says. It's not just for Joshua that he speaks. I believe it's for all of us. We can walk in that and live in this, and we will be more than conquerors and overcomers now. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. His word is truth. We're standing on his word. And we're blessed by his word. We're strengthened by his word. Fear is leaving. Amen. You've not been given a spirit of fear. You're not going to keep tripping on your lips. Amen. Falling on your face. But you're going to walk in the righteousness of God. And stay in him, maintain in him. You're not going to go up and then down, up and then down. You're going to just keep going up in him and living in the blessing of God. And you're not going to be distracted by the things that are going on. You're going to keep your eyes on Jesus. It's fine to be aware, but don't be distracted. Don't be in fear. Amen? And then hear what God has to say and how he wants to navigate you through the storms. Right, he'll just have you command the storm to cease and desist. He's looking for us to do these things. But that happens with confidence. You take authority over the situation through confidence. Confidence in him, confidence in his word. Just think about your past victories. Not to camp there. Not to talk about the good old days. But think about your past victories. When a storm is before you. And just say, I thank you, Father. You delivered me then. You're going to deliver me now. And this thing has to bow its knees. In the name of Jesus, peace be still to the storm. Amen. And this is how we're going to see what he has promised come to pass. Now, there are going to be some things that, listen, we've got to walk humbly before the Lord. And when we do that, there's going to be some things that he's going to ask you to do that you're not going to be comfortable in doing originally. But you're just going to have to make the decision to step out. Any time that you faced growth in your life, was it ever comfortable? When you were growing up as a kid, it wasn't always comfortable when you felt those growing pains going on. There's the, that growth that you're going to face. There's that pushing out, that this uncomfortableness. You haven't been there before, but you just trust him. Joshua hadn't been there before, but whatever he put his feet It was given unto him. But he just had to obey, be of good courage, not be afraid, 
just completely trust in God. And I tell you, Joshua definitely showed his trust in God all the way through this time. Even when sin was found in the camp and they disobeyed and tried to keep the gold. And he's like, what happened? I mean, he, he had to deal with it. And once he dealt with it, then they had to continue to have the victory. He walked in complete obedience with what God spoke to him. We have to begin to take that kind of heart that we're going to walk in complete obedience to what the Lord speaks to us. Repent for disobedience, repent for past disobediences, and begin to have that kind of heart like Joshua that says, I will obey. Really, Paul had that kind of heart. So I will buffet my body. I will beat this thing into submission. To walk in obedience to the Lord. But there's a great reward when we have that kind of heart attitude. Well, brother, you sound a little religious. No. We just need to see his promises, his goodness. He's already shown his goodness, but he wants to take us further into what he has prepared for us as a body, as a church. As individuals, because God has spoken many things into your heart. But you're saying, when, Lord? But I'm telling you, it's now. It's here. 